welcome to Turns Out She's Psychic, the podcast. Spiritual musings, sometimes amusing. I'm Tracy. And I'm Laura. Hello, we're back again. Again. Again, again. Again, again. <laughs> welcome to Turns Out She's Psychic. Thanks for coming. Again. Sorry. Again. Okay. I'm not sorry. Right. <laughs> this week's episode, we're going to talk a bit about the masculine and the feminine sides mm-hmm. of things. Mm-hmm. And pretty much I'm going to float, throw straight over to you because I'm like, what? But <laughs> what do I... you know about masculine and feminine? What does the average person think that masculine oh, and feminine is? I love being the average person. Uh, um, sorry. The different. No, don't be sorry. Like, I that's... didn't mean it like that. Well, I, I didn't I mean, take it. The people who aren't me. Yeah. <laughs> the others. The, the muggles. <laughs> That's me. Um, well, just the different types of qualities and attributes that make up a, a person mm-hmm. is the way I um, understand it to be. And that's, I guess, can be displayed obviously on an energetic level as well. Mm-hmm. Did you know in France that the words have masculine, feminine? Oh, any Latin-based. Yeah. yeah. So like even Same objects with Spanish. are masculine yeah. feminine. Yeah. So in, it's not yeah. just the balance of a human. It's yeah. also anything that, that anything exists. Within. Yeah. 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 Anything energetic. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That's the same in Spanish. Like yeah. the, the words have different endings and that yeah. means it's either masculine or feminine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. So when um, we brought this up as a topic to um, delve in too deeper with you from your side of things. You said that's been coming up with a few of your clients lately as well. Mm. And I know you've even spoken to groups of school kids and yep. stuff about this sort of thing. So yeah, I thought us as the podcast forum could cover it too with you if you would oh, be so not? kind. If I must. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So first of all, look straight out of the gate, masculine feminine has nothing to do with the gender are specific masculine feminine so um male and female it's not masculine feminine um so that's number one now there like i we just mentioned before like everything has a feminine or a masculine um sort of label that's sort of an object or language or nouns and things like that there they can have masculine and feminine um energies about them and so when we look at uh the traits what we're going to look at today mostly though is the masculine and feminine personality traits of humans right and how that to to exist in a balance of the two is where most people will be in a flow state and and live quite an authentic life if they choose to incorporate other things as well but energetically their their energy will be quite balanced if they have a mixture of the qualities of the two but that also, makes sense. Mm, but in saying that too, though, each person at their core is either masculine or feminine. So it's almost like the, the the seed of their energy will be masculine or feminine. The seed won't be a balance, like a yin and a yang symbol. It will be masculine or feminine. Yeah, so, the, the essence as yeah, such. Yep. Yeah. And so usually I can pick someone straight off the bat or you could 
you can do this. You can see how you go out in the day today after listening to the podcast, what you think. <laughs> is this why we get on so well? <laughs> we balance each other out. Yeah, it's exactly <laughs> why we get on so well. Um, I'm not stupid. I know exactly <laughs> what's going on. <laughs> um, but you can pretty much after today's episode sort of figure out um, who you think might be naturally masculine at their core and who might be naturally feminine. So some of the traits of a naturally feminine uh, human is um, obviously they've got a lot of compassion and they've got, they're, they're quite intuitive and into uh, talking and thinking and considering people's feelings and their own feelings. They're usually quite soft in the way that they approach things. Um, they're not aggressive and assertive. Um, it's not, doesn't mean that they're passive, but they're usually just a much softer approach, a more feminine approach. Non-confrontational. Yeah. Um, well, even more so just, um, not non-confrontational, but more just, um, more go with the flow. Feminine can actually, when it's, when it's, um, in excess, it can actually be very confrontational. Oh, right. Uh, and if you okay. think about it, it's almost like the, the mama bear or oh, the mama lion. Got fierce. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Got you. Okay. So, sure. And we'll talk about that in a minute. Oh, goody. Um, they're much more creative and that's because the feminine represents the right side of the brain. So we're tapping into that creative juices. So when you're tapping into your creative side, it's usually a more feminine nature. Right. Um, They've also got a, a sense of um, like being able to um, look inward and, and really be more self-aware or at least consider their own position in what they've brought to the situation, um, how they might be responsible for it. Um, and they're not opposed to having that self-reflection and being a little bit more um, introspective. Yep, um, self-awareness. Yeah. Uh, and then... Um, if we go over to the masculine, we're looking at more of that aggressive, assertive type energy. We're looking at um, an energy that is usually uh, strong, but in terms of like a um, like the feminine energy, for example, would be quite flowy and maybe less uh, like maybe um, like you could in some ways you would trust it less because it's a little bit weaker, not weak, but like. I don't mean strong and weak as in women are weaker or feminine is weak, no. but it's just a much gentle um, hold. Yep. And so the masculine energy holds you with a much more strength. Decisive and, sort of straight yeah. line rather than wavy. Yeah. it's It feels held. You feel held by it, whereas with the feminine you feel almost just softly held. Yeah. I yep. hope that makes sense. Um, we're also using our left side of our brain for the masculine. So we're looking at more of the systematic approach to life and much more rigid in a stickler for rules, a stickler for setting a goal and achieving the goal, a one track mind. The feminine is much more conducive to having like we can do multitask, whereas the masculine mind is not multitask. It's much more singular. Um, you're also looking at um, being a lot more certain of of themselves, so being uh, very self-confident and certain in their abilities or in their strengths and their weaknesses alike. Uh, like a very healthy masculine is someone who um, is aware of both within themselves. Um, someone who uh, likes to initiate and somewhat dominate situations or circumstances or, or conversations, um, that can also be there too. So... When we're looking at both of those together, like all of those I know in women and I know in men. Yeah, yeah. Like it's I can – I know that I'm 
I know personally that I am a masculine at my core. Um, I'd much prefer to have those traits out for 90% of the time. Yeah. But I know that to be in balance, I have to make sure that I spend time honoring the feminine energy inside as well. Uh, and so I know that I'm fairly balanced most of the time now, but for a very long period of my time of my life, I wasn't. And my husband um, was in his masculine and I was in my masculine and that creates friction. Like and two so, alphas. Correct. So that's where we tend to see trouble within relationships, whether it is romantic relationships or platonic relationships or even like employee and boss or just mutual employee relationships. It's usually that there's two feminines, two masculines, um, and it's basically butting heads. Yep. Makes total sense. Yeah. So quite often to be able to bring out the best of a situation, you want polarity. And so polarity is like a magnetic. It's like negative and negative is going to repel, positive and positive is going to repel. You need a positive and a negative to create a charge. And so you've got to think about the people that you get along best with or the people that you're going to have the most success in um, ventures with or success in long-term commitments with. Mm. They're usually someone who is the opposite to you at their core. But ultimately, you want someone who is balanced anyway. But the people who are opposite in nature of their core are usually the ones that are the most attracted to each other. So it's opposites attract. Yeah. So that happens in friendships. Like I'm naturally masculine, you're naturally feminine. So that's why we work so well together in so many ways, like in friendship, in in, in nearly yeah. every way that we exist. It just works well. Um Whereas if you're if you find if you bump into someone or if you meet a new friend, for example, and you get along so well so quickly, it could be that you're both in your feminine. And so in those first few meetings, it's like, oh my God, it's like we're best friends. Like I just met this person, and I feel so connected to them. Same, same. Yeah. But yeah. then what will happen is one of you might become like a wounded feminine, which we'll talk about in a second. Or um, one of you might step into your masculine and then the the beautiful, like romanticized, you know, rose colored glasses will fall off. That or dynamic become a bit foggy. Correct. Yeah. So quite often um, what will first attract you to someone could be that they are exactly the same as you, especially if it's the feminine. Right. Um, but it's usually not a recipe for long-term um, potential reaching. So that's another thing too, like – you could stay friends with that person for the rest of your life, but the relationship won't grow. Yeah, there won't okay. be any kind of growth. There won't be any depth to it other than just maybe sharing some beautiful times together because you like doing the same things. Yeah, but there okay. won't be much depth to it. Like, you maybe, know how? Yeah, sorry, you go. No, you go. I was just going to say maybe potentially competition at some point in time, they, they might become that competitive thing. For sure. Yeah. And you see that too a lot in um, women. Yeah, as much as men too, but we'll stay on the feminine for not on the feminine, but we'll stay on the the women feminine, like that for a second. jealousy sort of. Yeah, or yep. even um, like um, you know, who can keep the cleanest home, and who's who's got the who's got the best clothes, and who has the tightest face, and <laughs> who's like you know, it's it's just this competition in in the oh. but it's excess feminine and it's yeah. toxic femininity. Absolutely, it yeah. makes me feel sick just yeah. thinking about it. And that's the same with men if they're in their masculine core, you'll see toxic masculinity. Yeah, but you'll also see alphas butting heads yep. and like beating each other up because they Literally want to be the alpha beating each other up but peacocking and yeah exactly yeah. so yeah. that's where we get a little bit gender orientated yeah but that's also a social thing that has occurred so people have naturally associated these qualities with men and women yeah but they're not energetically 
are factual in that point. No, it's just it just becomes a stereotype then and then. Correct. Great word. That's when sort of the arrogance comes into it because the stereotype has just pigeonholed things without that energetic understanding behind it. Yeah. And how like that awareness gets lost, Mm -hmm. which is a shame because that's the most useful stuff. Yeah. Having that awareness. Yeah. Rather than just going, oh. It's just another bitch. <laughs> yeah. And so like when you see a, a man or a boy, like a teenage boy especially, um, who would probably consider themselves as the alpha, whether they're the boss or the captain of the sports team or the leader in the group at school, the most popular kid, but then coming home and having real kind of emotional distress or anxiety or really needing to sit down and talk about what went on today, what you'll find is they're probably naturally feminine at their core and they can go out and live in the world very much so in their masculine, but what they need to do to be able to maintain that status quo, so to speak, would be to make sure that they dip into that feminine and honour it, which is beautiful and you can have that. And so if you're aware of that within someone, you can help them be what all the things they need to be. They can be multifaceted. Oh, yeah. It's the aim of the game, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And it's almost like becoming um, sort of neither here nor there. It's like just sitting in the middle and, and relishing in all of the options that we have available to us without, you know, just stereotyping the rest out. Yes, So if we look at the feminine becoming toxic and also, um, you know, over heavy, so like it's just too much um, and also wounded, um, we look at the the types of characteristics like they become really needy, um, like they might be controlling as well and just want to really just um, they need your attention or they become possessive and those kinds of things. Um, but then we can also have the opposite happen, which is where they step into that martyrdom. Like so they'll they'll want to be the saviour. They want to, you know, it's not that they need the significance in, in their limelight, but they need to go to everyone's rescue to be able to feel something that they're capable of, to be able to mm. feel worthy, so they to speak. Gain their self-worth through doing those things. Yeah. Um, and then also um, if they're uh, more feminine inclined and they're into that toxic or that wounded, they can be get quite confused and be thrown off. And so like they might have an identity crisis or they might be just like, I thought this is what I was supposed to be doing, but it's not what I'm supposed to be doing. And, mm-hmm. you know, like I want to be a stay-at-home mum, but it's not really fulfilling. And then they feel guilty about being a stay-at-home mum and then not being fulfilled. And then it's just this constant state of sitting on a fence and kind yeah. of like whatever today is that I feel like is what I'm going to go with. And they kind mm-hmm. of become very indulgent as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also a wounded feminine is usually, uh, someone who is like a, uh, depression. So depression is like a wounded feminine characteristic. Right. Okay. Um, so then if we look at like a toxic masculinity or a wounded masculine, we're looking at, um, controlling and domination. So being very, um, very kind of dictatorship, um, and making sure that, everyone's doing they'll yell they'll become quite loud they could be quite arrogant um and they could even become aggressive uh in a physical sense but maybe not hitting and things like that but at least like standing upright and really like peacocking in a way but really kind of flexing their muscles and you know showing in their face yeah threatening it's a great word 
So that's that side of things. But then also, um, like we have with the depression for the feminine side, anxiety is a masculine. Right. So they're two very different things, which yeah. we know. Um, but anxiety is a masculine thing because it's a controlling it's a controlling okay. aspect. Of course. Yeah. So um, when you've got uh, two people in a relationship, say a romantic relationship, the ideal relationship would be a masculine-feminine. And it can be that the, the male is naturally feminine and the female is naturally male, which is where Matt and I are at. Yeah. Or it can be vice versa. Yeah. But usually a relationship, if it fails or it has a lot, it's filled with like a whole heap of shit yeah. and struggle and fights and whatever and drama, then it's usually that they're either both feminine or both masculine at their core. And when you're at your core, you stick in it and you stay in it and it goes into overdrive. And that's when you get a stalemate. And that's when it's like, he's a fuckwit. No, she's a fuckwit. He caused it. No, she caused it. And it's that constant back and forth of it's his fault. No, it's her fault. It's those kind of relationships that break down that are usually the masculine, both at their core and was, was doomed from the get go, unless they both decided to find a balance. Yeah. Um, takes then, a high level of self-awareness yeah. by the sounds of things. Yeah. And then the two feminine together is usually a codependent relationship. So it usually becomes very toxic because they're not good for each other, yet they feel like they're tied together. And if one leaves the other one, they feel bad and they feel guilty and they'll feel responsible for the, for the depression and all of that kind of stuff. And it goes the other way. And yep. it's a very long, drawn out, very, um, very toxic, very codependent yep. scenario. So for those of you who are single, <laughs> identify if you are masculine or feminine at your core and then look for someone who is the opposite at their core. Uh, and don't just go by what you see on the outside and, and what they're doing and what they look like on the outside in terms of how they are presenting because the most, the ones that are the most full, like the ones that fool you the most are the males that are at their masculine at core. They're the ones that women tend to find the most attractive, but it's very often that that is just a show and it's either they're in their wounded masculine or which is when they'll be a little bit of a, a bit of a playboy. Like overcompensating. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, and they will rack up the numbers and they'll have all the toys and they'll do everything to appear to be this number one. But behind the scenes, they probably have a feminine sitting in there that they're not honouring. And so they're usually the abusive ones. They're usually the ones that you get into the relationship and you get stuck because they can be mentally and emotionally abusive mostly. Not so much physically, but mainly mentally and emotionally abusive. Sounds like... It sounds scary. <laughs> well, it can be, yeah. but it's like for me, it's just like so obvious. Yeah, it's just like you can. It's almost like someone wears it on their t-shirt. That's <laughs> just like okay, yeah. For someone like you, I suppose so. <laughs> but not always. Like honestly, this was actually something that I learned through Tony Robbins. Okay. Yep. So like this was only something that really came to my the forefront of my mind, and I really kind of only um, brought it into my life and weaved it in with Matt back in 2017. Yeah. Okay. So it's really not that long, yeah. um, but. Again, it's like once you get an awareness of something, it's like you can't unlearn it and it just becomes really freaking obvious. There's a book that's called Why Men Can't Ask for Directions mm -hmm. and Why Women Can't Read Maps mm -hmm. <laughs> and it, it breaks it down yeah. in a really funny way. And once you have that understanding, it's so much easier to look at your own relationship, isn't it, and just go, oh. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> um, 
So also like a really cool way to look at it is um, like if you're a boss and you're employing someone, um, if it's just you and you're employing like one staff member, it's really important to understand that this does transfer over to working relationships as well, any kind of dynamic essentially. So coaches, like if you're looking for a coach uh, for a one-on-one type individual sport, or even a team, but if you're looking for a coach or you're a coach looking to maybe a prospective um, recruit, recruit. Um, if you're um, someone who is a teacher, if you're, I don't know, just even going to go into business with someone, uh, anything basically, you've really got to really know what you are at your core and know what you look like and how you behave when you're out of balance or when you're... Um, when you're wounded um, and and take ownership and be self-aware of how to correct that rather than provoke someone else's potential same that's the same as you. Yeah. Um, whereas if there's polarity there, that person could actually become your greatest ally in terms of being a force for you to come out of what it is that you're in. They'll like bring you into balance, like tip you back into balance. Yeah, I guess there's, you know, there's certain levels, everyone has a different level of self-awareness with where they sit and how they behave Mm -hmm. in certain ways when they are aware of what's going on and why and that sort of thing. Yeah. That's something I've certainly been learning a lot in recent years. Like, because when you were talking about the toxic femininity and wounded femininity, I'm like nodding away going, yep, that was me. (laughs) Yeah, I can do that. I've done that. I can do that. I do that. Yeah. 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 And but whereas, you know, years ago, very recent years ago, I was doing it all unconsciously, just, yeah. you know, just and those most behaviors, people are. of course. Yep. And still do, mm-hmm. let's be honest. But at least now I'm much more aware of it. Yeah. And why and trying to evolve from there. Mm. Something that came up the other day with one of my clients was um like also thinking and it's a female, and we were looking at as a mother. Ooh. you know, to identify with your children, yes, what are they, masculine or feminine at core? Because as a parent, um, we know that we, a lot of the time, especially mums, and I'm not gender stereotyping here, but it's usually the mums who are um, not happy to, but will, because we don't really see any other way, will sacrifice our own wants and needs and desires for our children. And I know dads do it too, but yes. this was a mum and we were talking specifically about the being the mum in the situation and as the parent you know we we are willing to do things that we wouldn't normally do for anyone else or anything else but we'll do it for our kids Mm -hmm. so when we look at so say my three kids for example if I look at what they are at their core in the morning if if I go through my average morning routine Monday to Friday there's two days that are exactly the same and three days that are exactly the same and so if I know that this is the routine in the morning and I and I want a smooth morning routine and I don't want to send everyone off to school screaming at each other and crying and not wanting to go to school and by the time the kids are gone, I'm like, oh, fuck that, I'm out of here. Like, <laughs> see you later, I'm never coming back or I need to go straight to the pub or something like that. Yeah. If you can just think about noticing what your child is and if you're someone who is aware of who you are, then there is no problem in picking up that masculine or that feminine hat and just wearing it when you step into that space with that child and ensuring that you're meeting them where they're at because you're the adult. Yeah. You know, you're the one with the wisdom and the knowledge to to um, correct your behavior or influence your behavior for the best situation. So, again, manipulating in, like with positive intent, like I mentioned in last episode, yeah. it's really just a matter of, well, if you want what's best, then that's what's best. 
figure out the masculine feminine, be the opposite and you watch your whole like routine change. So in the afternoon when everyone gets home from work and school and everyone's hungry and tired and dirty and cold and wet and whatever and it's like, oh, shit, what am I going to do for dinner and I've got to get things washed and whatever, it's a matter of going, okay, before that all happens, what's the plan? Who do I need to like bring to my attention to be in masculine feminine? How's this going to work? So if it's bath time for the little one, I know that she's naturally a masculine at her core. So I have to step into my feminine in order for it not to be a shit show. You know, it's, and if I know that one of my kids is having trouble at school or something, then I know that I'm going to have to step into my masculine or my feminine, depending on what kind of a thing it is that's happened at school. If it's something that's hurt their feelings or they've done something to get into trouble, you know, you just know which one to step into. And if you can print out, like if you Google masculine, feminine energy, there's so many images that come up. Just print out a few because there's lots of different ones. Yeah. Print out a few and just start to get to know the traits. And so identify which ones your kids are, which one your husband is or your wife, the people that your work wife and your work husband, you know, anyone that you kind of come in contact with and just start to read the situation a little bit better. And, and yourself. Yeah, yeah. You'll definitely get, um, you'll reach the potential with inside those relationships if you're willing to do that sounds great it sounds so practical it's very practical yeah Yeah. love it yeah Mm. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I love it when we yabba 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 and then it'll just be like yeah yeah it's dropped (laughs) just like thinking it just makes more sense the more you know about it the more you can see it Mm. like how it's playing out in your life now and and how you're playing it out and I'm a big fan of self-awareness and this is such such a crucial part of all of that when it comes to wanting to um, evolve who you are and learn and grow and that sort of thing. You can't without this is a real basic foundation knowledge of who you are at core, like you were saying. Mm. You're one or the other mm-hmm. and you work at balancing that out and working it out within yourself yeah. and then watching it you know, how it plays out in your relationships with those around you. Yeah. And how you can best serve yourself and others in that way. Yeah. And then in hindsight, you know, looking at maybe failed relationships or failed job ventures or whatever, but failed relationships is an easier one to do. Like I can even think of friends that um, were with people that like psychically I knew it wasn't going to last, but energetically I knew it wasn't going to last as well. But it's only until I learned about the masculine and feminine that I was like, that's how I knew it wasn't going to last because that's exactly what that was a display. It was like a perfect example of two feminine together. Yeah. And they were, you know, these people, it was usually the two feminine that were together and they would be so in love. It's just like I found my soulmates. Yes. And, and it's really because they've just got so much in common. And they, they love the gentleness of it and the creativity of it and the flow of it. But where's the chemistry? Like yeah. there really is no chemistry. And as soon as one of them goes into toxic or wounded, it's over. Yeah. And then that's when it becomes codependent if they stay together because they're like, this is too good and I really love you. And all they need to do is just get over it and then they come back together again and then they're in love again. Yeah. Oh. And it's just this endless cycle. It's much harder to break up feminine feminine than it is masculine masculine. Because of that codependency that, that forms. Masculine and masculine will end up just disgusting each other to the point where they can't be together. If they did get back together, it would be for like some wicked one-night stand sex <laughs> and then they just would never see each other again. Yeah. And over time, they would be the ones that could see each other out in public and be totally cool. Oh, wow. Yeah. I couldn't even imagine that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder. <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, it's um, it's really great to just sort of sit down and with this information, look back on your past relationships or jobs or coaching kids, like whatever your dynamics have been in your life and just sort of have a think about, know, first of all, figure out who you are, then look back on all of those people and without any kind of like asshole inside of you no and judgment, judgment inside of you <laughs> yep. just look at it from a from a, a logical and a rational and a you know a perspective of you know no judgment and no emotion no, just this what it is practicality the qualities that were involved yep. and then yeah. you could sort of see that that's actually probably the the uh, the real reason why this didn't work it's a, the reason that we gave it was just the symptom of of what was actually going on so cool yeah it's really cool I've loved this chat. <laughs> I have. It's actually, I can't believe that we haven't chatted about this until now because it just seems like such an integral part of becoming aware of where you are at and yeah. building one's self-awareness. Yeah, it is. And it's how, again, I keep sort of saying it and alluding to it, but um, it's all about um, potentiality. And so for me, a few years ago, it was just like, okay, I've got all of this self-awareness now and I know I'm being authentic and I and my, and my I know that my intention is to continue at all costs to stay with that authenticity and to learn and grow through each obstacle as it arises to stay authentic and expand on that. But when it comes down to knowing all there is to know and, and seeking information and learning it, ultimately it's to be able to go as deep as I possibly can and sometimes as wide depending on what it is, but as deep as I possibly can into everything and every part of me. And it's just that it's, it's not exhausting it, but it's just reaching that potential. Like that's what this life is. Like we're, we're, we're supposed to be here to have a human experience, like experience stuff, go and experience, like live it, Yeah. you know, reach out, take risks, you know, push it, push it, push it. But the more you learn like about this sort of stuff, the more you are equipped to go deeper. Yes. And it's not scary because you feel like, oh, that makes sense. And you feel safer, but you feel like you've picked up some new tools and techniques and some, you know, you know, things in your toolkit to be able to keep climbing down, knowing that eventually when you get down to the bottom, you're going to pull your belt pull yourself back up again yeah you've got what you need yeah you've got it yeah <laughs> thanks tracy so just reminding everyone we have our meet and greet Ooh, it's, it's so close not far now not far. <laughs> so excited um so we're going to be bringing our two mats and we've already got a few other mats that are coming as well yep um but if you've got a mat bring a mat <laughs> or call them we were talking about giving them like place mats Bar mats, welcome mats, beer mats, beer mats, any of those mats. Yeah, or just make up your own. Yeah, yep. Bring just, your own. Yeah, if or you've got actually a mat, bring, bring a, mat. a bar mat. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine everyone rocking up with a mat. It's just like, yeah, yeah that's my person. Do. I'm going to bring my shakti mat. <laughs> oh, oh, spiky. <laughs> I take turns. I haven't done that in a while, actually. Me either. So yeah. 22nd of May, it's so close. Can't wait to see you. Bring your photo, your cameras, and we can get photos. And Oh, that'll um, be fun. Yeah. It's going to be so <laughs> I, much fun. I have a really good habit of blinking when a photo gets taken. Okay, so we need to make sure we take three photos yeah. <laughs> when Laura's in the photo, just so we get a good one with her eyes open. Yes. I have a habit of smiling so big that it looks like I'm blinking, oh. <laughs> but my eyes are just like so squinty. <laughs> your cheeks rise up. And yeah. I <laughs> love it. Big face problems. It could be worse. <laughs> could be. All right. Well, I hope that was really entertaining and informative for you all. 
Nice and sweet. Short and sweet, that one. Yeah, but packed a punch. Yeah. Loved it. Like, share, subscribe, follow, rate, review. And a reminder about Turns Out It's Haunted. Please get those ghost stories in yeah. so that we can share them. Remember, it's not questions. I won't be answering questions. It'll just be your experiences with maybe your loved ones who have passed away or Send us any haunted location stories that you've got or even send us some ideas for where we could maybe go and visit to do a haunted um, investigation in yeah. person. Yep. If you know of somewhere haunted overseas, a really cool story, send it in. All right. Talk to you later. Ciao. If you'd like to send us one of your ghost stories or if you have a question for me or for Laura, send us a Gmail at tospsychic at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at turns out underscore she's psychic and over on Facebook at TOSP Podcast.